Welcome to the Half Yard Line. I'm Tim. I am Luke. And this is the next in our series of 2022 season wrap-up, 2023 off-season previews, team-by-team going all the way around the horn. 32 podcasts for you between now and the beginning of pre-agency. So do please check those out uh, on uh, whatever podcast app you prefer. And while you're there, give us a like, give us a subscribe, follow, rating, all those cool things that you can do uh, to poison the waterhole of the algorithms in our favor. (laughs) Certainly would appreciate it's not a appreciate. metaphor for that. <laughs> no, sure it is. We want to cheat. We want to look better than we are. So right. however you do that, make that happen. Uh, but yes, so follow us on the socials as well. Twitter and Instagram at halfyardlinepod. Also halfyardlinepod at gmail.com. We'd love to interact with our fans in that way. So please do check us out in those environs. Uh, Luke, today we are talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. Doesn't sound as good anymore, does it? I was I, I was always a big Oakland Raiders seem to roll off the tongue a bit more. I think Las Vegas Raiders. It's like the two consonants, like Vegas Raiders. I, I just know it doesn't really flow that well to me. But regardless, they've made the decision, and I'm sure I have no input these days to ask Mark Davis to move them somewhere else. They finished on a pretty of a sour note as far as 2022 was concerned. Last off season, the AFC West, splashy, fantastic. Oh my God, it's the best division ever. In actual fact, it wasn't particularly good apart from the Chiefs and to a lesser extent, the Chargers. The Raiders brought in Devante Adams. They brought in Chandler Jones. They hired Josh McDaniels. It was supposed to be, you know, we're turning over into contender territory. It did not materialize. 6-11, and 11, bitterly disappointing year for the Raiders. Near the end, benching Derek Carr for Jared Stidham. They've since cut Derek Carr, so the end of that sort of era of Raider football. Pro Bowl quarterback Derek Carr. Yeah, I mean, who wasn't? I think uh, I got an invite. (laughs) So on the offensive side, despite that, points per game-wise, they actually weren't too bad. They had more points per game on offense than the Chargers, which I found weird, Um, 23.2. And they just never seemed to get enough when they needed it i guess is how i would put it for the raiders in the season that just uh, went by they come into this offseason 48 million dollars in cap space so a good position to be in obviously freed up a lot of that with the Derek carr uh cutting they've got nine draft picks they got an extra five they've got atlanta's sixth round pick and not their own and two sevens neither of which are their own it's one of those things that happens late in drafts where guys are flipping picks for players they're flipping picks for other picks and you end up in a big old mess it's quite fun to sometimes if someone gets drafted who ends up being good you can do trace the pick and sometimes it's like well this pick went through eight teams before it ended up in the lap of whomever but the highlight for them is picking number seven overall in the 2023 nfl draft top 10 pick for the raiders tim the season that was just hugely disappointing and really if you're a Raiders fan what you thought was going to end up being the springboard into success has ended up being a trapdoor through which you fell and now you're looking for a quarterback all over again any thoughts on how they performed no I mean I think if you're going back to the beginning of the season you talk about how this was going to be the the year of this division they were supposed to be so great top to bottom the Raiders were probably picked fourth by everybody um in this division but a tight fourth, right? I don't, I don't think people were expecting that they would be non-competitive. And in many games this year, they were, they start the season losing three. They finished the season losing three. They had another three game losing streak in there. A real streaky team this year. Momentum seemed to play a factor for them. Um, you know, it wasn't a meaningful home road split. They, this, they just lost a bunch of games in a row when they were losing them. Um, and a part of that, 
was playing some talent, but part of that was just snot. I mean, just bad, just bad football. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, no, I mean, I think obviously you're disappointed. You thought Derek Carr might be the guy. You go out, you get him a wide receiver. His big buddy, Devontae Adams, that's supposed to be this big revolutionary you know, thing. Josh Jacobs actually had a really good year. So did Adams. Um, had a huge season, statistically speaking. But just weren't able to turn it into uh, wins at the end of the day. And, and I last I checked, that's what makes things go in the NFL is wins. And, and they certainly didn't have enough of them. Um, so, no, I, 2022, disappointing for sure. What do they got looking forward to 2023? Well, areas of need, Tim. I don't know if anyone's mentioned quarterback. I believe we may have mentioned it eight or nine times yeah. already. It's an area yeah. of need. Not only is Derek Carr no, long, no longer there, but if you were hanging your hat on Jared Stidham, who had that very impressive performance against the Niners, but you know isn't really going to be a long-term answer, he's also a free agent. So basically, you're coming into the season with an empty quarterback room. Um, seventh overall, you got to think it's probably the time to pull the trigger. If you're picking in the top 10 and you need a quarterback, you probably quite well serve doing it. Um that said, there is the looming specter and rumor around darkness aficionado Aaron Rodgers uh, that floats around this team quite a lot. So th- it could happen. Uh, well, I they're about necessarily- the only team that can afford him. Well, they've got $48 million in cap space, which certainly helps. And they have a screaming need. And he's, you know, a multiple time MVP, et cetera, and so on. If I'm the Raiders, it depends on how close you think you are. If you're going to drop Aaron Rodgers into the team that played last year, you're not going to go that much further. You, you'll win more games. You'll probably make the postseason. You're not going to win the Super Bowl with the roster as it's currently constructed because the defense is really stinky and you can have a great offense all you want, but you need at least a middling defense. We talk about the Chiefs in a separate podcast. Go check that one out. Plug. Um, and they were kind of middle of the pack in terms of defensive points per game um, statistics. I mean, the Raiders just have no difference makers on that side of the ball, really, outside of Max Crosby. They had the fewest turnovers in football last year. They had 13 turnovers on the year, only six interceptions. They had the third fewest sacks. They only had 27 sacks. They only allowed 35 sacks on the year, and they had a negative sack differential, which I always find is a useful stat for evaluating how your trench players. So the offensive line played pretty well. 35 sacks allowed in a season is not too bad. But only getting 27, of which Max Crosby had 12 and a half, um, does not paint a pretty picture. So in terms of areas of need outside the quarterback room, just difference makers, you know, guys who can give you ball production, guys who can take the ball away, who can get to the quarterback. Chandler Jones was meant to be that complimentary piece opposite Crosby. You know, they talked about the AFC West last year with Mack and Bosa and with Clark and Jones and with Crosby and Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones had four and a half sacks last year and he is a huge cap hit this year. They can't really get out of the contract. So they probably will do it next year. End of next year, they can get out for about $7 million in dead cap, so I imagine they will, but that's not something they can do right now. They don't have anyone who can take the ball away, and I think adding talent at any of the three levels of defense would be money well spent in terms of the Raiders' offseason. At linebacker, I had circled Divine Diablo, my favorite name in the NFL, has moved down from safety since they drafted him from Virginia Tech. You know, he's a capable and young learning linebacker Denzel Perryman had the most tackles on this team from a linebacking standpoint last year he's a free agent Jayon Brown who they signed is also a free agent there's not a lot of kind of there there I'll put it that way and the only teams that allow more points per game in 2022 you ready for this murderer's row Mm -hmm. Chicago Arizona Detroit Indianapolis Minnesota Houston 
That's the teams picking one, two, three, and four in this year's draft in Houston, Chicago, Arizona, and Indianapolis. The Vikings, who were crazy last season, and the Lions, who were also crazy, and the defense actually improved. So I just have quarterback and basically anyone on defense as the areas of need for the Raiders going into the offseason. Anywhere else you see as a particularly painful area they need to target? No, I mean, obviously you've hit the big ones, Luke. If I were to talk about maybe a role they need to fill, we talk about teams that create opportunities and the Raiders were third last last year in turnover differential at minus eight. They didn't create enough opportunities there. Um, only 13 turnovers created on the year. That was good for dead freaking last. Um, if you don't, if you don't create opportunities for your offense, you better have Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback. And so I think if you think about the defensive backfield a little bit, you said defense anywhere, you know, edge rush, obviously. So edge rush, defensive backfield help drive that turnover story a little bit. Um, they didn't turn it over a ton on their own, but they didn't take it away at all. Yeah, and you're kind of paying for the mistakes of past draft missteps, right? When they drafted Cleland Farrell in the top five under the Mayock-Gruden regime, everyone was a bit like, eh, not sure about that one. He didn't really turn into a guy who could give you any sack production. He's going to walk this year. Jonathan Abram was brought in as a safety, kind of a difference maker. They thought maybe it's a Cam Chancellor Jr. type thing, you know, hard-hitting enforcer type. He got let go, didn't even make it to the end of his contract. So those are guys that they missed on and now you have to go back and find them all over again. And when teams have to do that, that's how you end up thinking. Can you guys evaluate at these positions? So Crosby's obviously been a huge win, but they they definitely need to add difference makers. I agree with you on that. The other area they might need to investigate, to be honest, I didn't put it in areas of need necessarily, is running back. Josh Jacobs is a free agent. He led the NFL in rushing. Do you want to take a stab at how many running backs for the Raiders had more than 100 yards rushing last season? How many running backs for the Raiders had a hundred yards rushing in on One. the entire yes josh jacobs that's it so the second leading rusher on the team was Derek carr no other running no other running back was over 100 yards josh jacobs had 1600 so do you know who the third leading rusher on the team was was it brandon bolden it was jared stidham was it jared stidham? <laughs> <laughs> wow so yeah so your, your number it? one running back your number one quarterback and your number two quarterback were your three leading rushers so Josh Jacobs as a free agent is an interesting case, right? Like he's a guy who had some pedigree coming out of Bama, um, produced some very good backs, had some famous miss misses as well in the draft, but had been a little bit injury a little bit injury prone in his early career, but showed some real promise. Plays the full season in the contract year. How often do we see that? Uh, plays fantastic. Um, now what? You know, we, we're going to talk a little bit about filling gaps, but the value of the running back position is so difficult to evaluate now. So few guys getting paid big money. And if you look at the running back free agency class, as well as the draft, which puts out guys every year, but there's quite a deep group this year in the draft as well, which we'll get to nearer the time. But these are the list of running backs who are available as free agents this off season, excluding Saquon Barkley, who's obviously the biggest name on the market outside Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Deontay Foreman, Kareem Hunt, Rashad Penny, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, Damian Harris. So I'm not saying any of those guys, maybe except Pollard, possibly Sanders, are elite backs, but there are a lot of them. If you need a guy to come in, I'd, t- I'd role, take any of those guys for $6 million before I paid my guy or, or you know, Saquon Barkley 15. Yeah, so that's going to be the issue on both sides of that equation, right? Josh Jacobs and the Raiders, like how, how much money are you willing to give a guy who's coming and provided some spark on a team which lacked it? 
um, versus going out to the market and saying, well, Deontay Foreman's played pretty well in complementary reserve roles the last few years. We can pay him much less. It's just a tough situation if you're a free agent running back in the NFL. That's just the way of it. The other free agents, I re- uh, I had a Luminor at right tackle was the other one. He played well and played a lot for them last year, started out there at right tackle. Perryman at linebacker, maybe, but I'm not hugely bothered about that. I think linebacker, off-ball linebacker, especially similar to running back, really, is devalued in the modern NFL, and you can tend to find guys who are tackle guys. Um, and I think you know he's really just a tackle accumulator type linebacker rather than the guys in the mold of the Derek Brookses of yesteryear who can rove and hit, intercept, all that stuff in coverage. So for that reason, I don't necessarily think he's hugely important to bring back. Cut candidates really on the same theme. The only one I had was Derek Carr, and now he's gone. So I don't know if you had anyone else, maybe upcoming free agents or cut candidates you thought might be. Given the cap space that they have, right, $40 million, they've got Devontae Adams on a huge ticket but they don't have a quarterback on a huge number they don't have a bunch of guys on big numbers to cut there's a couple of places at center they have andre james who's sitting on four million dollars and doing absolutely nothing as far as uh upcoming free agents the only other one that we didn't talk about was rocky asin um another yeah. excellent name playing he's corner. got a fantastic name yeah two solid years for them the last couple years uh, early career hmm. but really i thought has come on as a solid player he's young he's he's 26 He's going to get paid by somebody. They've got the money to do it. You know, we talk about they didn't create a lot of turnovers. Obviously, he was there not creating the turnovers. So maybe you're looking for something else at that spot. But in a team that needs help on defense, maybe you don't let that guy go in a way that you would if you had a, a stock of, of players there. Yeah, I think that's fair. And like you say, you've got a dearth of talent. I think right now it's Nate Hobbs and Amik Robertson are the probable penciled starting corners. Amik Robertson was a kind of draft darling undersized guy with a lot of yep. ability ball production i think he went to i want to say it was louisiana but i could be wrong about that um he was a bit of a draft darling and he's got some ability but yeah you need someone else out there who can who can do the job of course the other major gap is quarterback which we've covered i mean to me it's going to be a draft um if you drop aaron Rodgers into this team and give up a lot of picks which you're probably going to have to do to get him from the Packers you are mortgaging the ability to do anything else because you're probably looking at losing you'll you'll lose seven overall for sure you'll probably lose your second round pick too you'll probably lose your first round pick next year as well so is that worth it for a guy who is almost 40 has had some interesting off the field uh, experiments in the last few years and maybe doesn't play for that much longer it's a bit of a risk to take I don't think dropping in Aaron Rodgers, who didn't have a great season last year by his own lofty standards, hard to see how dropping a 40-year-old into your team who's not Tom Brady is going to improve the team meaningfully enough to move forward. So to me, seventh overall might be a Will Levis. Maybe they try and move up and take CJ Stroud or Bryce, even Bryce Young if they can get all the way to one and they fall in love with him. You know, that's a money better spent, I would say, or, or capital better spent than giving it all over to Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you had any other thoughts on their QB uh dilemma before we close but uh to me that would probably be the more sensible route to go down no i think that's right i mean the problem they have is picking seven obviously that's a high pick but there are at least three teams ahead of them are also thinking quarterback um do you want the fourth best guy do you want the fourth choice i think a lot of teams get pressured to take one there and so if it's not going to be a rookie at the top of the draft how do you fill it um and so you know aaron Rodgers is one option that's out there 
uh, most teams, you could say Derek Carr is out there, but presumably you don't cut him and then bring him back. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady, we believe, is staying retired. So you, you do kind of have to look around and go, okay, who? And there are going to be options. I mean, I've heard Zach Wilson mentioned uh, as a potential target for this team. You know, he obviously never got it figured out in New Jersey. Is he going to get it figured out in New Jersey? It sounds like they're probably going to make new choices. So there are other quarterbacks out there. You know, the Steelers are probably going to part ways with Mitchell Trubisky if you want to make that an opportunity. You don't have to go out and get a primo guy necessarily if you can fix some of these other pieces and, and fix the defense. Um, you know, build around an offensive line and a running game and have a game manager back there is another way to do it. Um, and I think if the guy you like's not there at seven, that's probably a better answer than reaching on whoever's left. Yeah, it's a fair point. Um, draft season always interesting. The smoke screens will be going up around this time from Indianapolis, so we look forward to hearing more about all of that. But for the Raiders, that is going to do it. Yep, so catch us all the remaining AFC West podcasts, the other divisions, your favorite team, your least favorite team, the team you really hope is terrible. Um, check those out. We appreciate it. Follow us on the socials. The Colts, what? if you're wondering. <laughs> Follow us on the socials at halfyardlinepod, halfyardlinepod at gmail.com. Listen, like, subscribe, rate, review, tell your mom to listen to the podcast. Catch you guys. Bye. Adios.